0: Thank you for joining us here at VLC. Our purpose is to help people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now, here is Pastor Gary Tony. Well, as I was thinking about this evening's talk, I began to kind of uh, go back to the Gospels and look at a few things. And so, we're going to we're going to dig into a talk. I'm not sure how many Wednesday nights we'll be on it, but uh, I've titled this talk "Finish What He Started." Now, before we get into it, I just want to go ahead and, and, and give you guys a heads up. If you brought your tither offering tonight on your way out this evening, there's give boxes in the hallway, or you can go to our uh, church center app and give there, and we'll do that at the end of the service. But just a reminder for that, we certainly do appreciate your, your giving. Uh, let's pray and uh, dig right into things. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for your word. And so tonight, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to speak. To our hearts. Help us to, to step past the thresh, threshold of intelligence and give us revelation from your word for such a time as this. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, what I'm gonna do, uh, we're gonna look at Matthew, Mark, and Luke. This is the same account in all three Gospels, but what you get is three different perspectives of these, these disciples. And we'll start in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 1. Uh, It says, and when he, talking about Jesus, when he called his disciples to him, he gave them power, say power, over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Mark chapter 3, same account. Uh, but in this one, it's a little more detail. I love the detail that he gives in verse 13 of Mark 3. And Jesus, and he, he went up on a mountain and he called to him those that he himself wanted. Now, it, it's, a, it's a pretty reassuring thing to know that you're wanted by Jesus, right? I don't think everybody has that revelation that Jesus wants you, but he does. It's not just this select group of 12. I'm going to show you tonight in the word that it wasn't just this special group. They were the first ones that said yes. And so he calls the 12 that that he wanted. Then he appointed them. Now, this is very key that I want you to take this home with you tonight. Those of you watching, highlight this, make a note of it. He appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out. But what came first? Y'all going to help me with this? What, what came first? That they can be with him. See, here's the key. If you're ever going to do anything for Jesus, step one, got to spend time with Jesus. All right? And this is, this is the perspective from Mark that I really appreciate that Matthew or Luke doesn't really highlight. But he says that he, he called them that they might be with him, that he might send them out. Here we go. The, now, the same assignment... Send them out to preach and to have power to heal sickness and cast out demons. Now, let's go to Luke. Luke 9, verse 1, Then he called the twelve together and he gave them power, and, and I love this word, and authority. Two different words here in the Greek. Uh, one, you have the strength to do something, but For example, you take a police officer, if I'm driving in my tundra and a police officer steps in front of me and tells me to stop because of the authority of the badge, I'm going to stop, but he can't stop a tundra, a human being, you understand. He doesn't have the power, but he has the authority, and this is what God wants us to understand. We get both. We have the power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And so he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick. Now, as we unpack this tonight, one of the key things that we want to highlight and and kind of dial in on is over time, I don't know how it has happened. Well, to some degree I do, but uh, preaching the gospel and healing the sick has changed no yeah you, you don't you you still hear people I mean they, they they'll quote part of these scriptures but they leave the heal the sick part off and and I don't think that we have number one I don't think we have the right to do that more importantly we don't have the luxury to do it I think now more than in any other time in history with what's going on, you need to understand that Jesus still heals people. Right? Amen. Yeah. So, now let, let's take it one more step. Acts chapter 1. Now, now we're still, now, the last one that I, I read was from, from Luke, the apostle Luke. And this is Luke still writing. And in, and in Acts 1, verse 1, he says this, The former account I made, O Theophilus. Now, Luke, the former account is Luke's writing, the the gospel of Luke. We really don't know who uh, Theophilus is. Some scholars believe that he was one of Luke's superiors. Luke was a physician, and he served under Theophilus. And so he's writing this letter to him saying, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all, this is the key. Of all that Jesus began, say began, both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up, and after through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. The key in this passage that I want you to see is that all the things that Jesus began to do. See, some people think that Jesus, while he was on the planet, he healed just to prove who he was but that's not even scriptural not to mention the fact that if that was the case he failed miserably because they still killed him they still rejected him many still didn't believe that he he, he was the messiah so if so that theory you, you know what a theory is don't you it's just opinion that's all it is and so understand something that Jesus began, he wants us to continue to carry the torch today. I believe Jesus is actually expecting us to finish, are you ready, what he started. Who's the body of Christ on the planet today? We are. Obviously, now when, when, when I say, when I use this phrase or the title of my message, finish what he started, obviously I am not referring to Jesus' finished work on the cross of the covenant. Only he could do that. What I am talking about is our assignment that he has given us as the body of Christ on the planet, right? Go to Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. Let's keep moving with this. I I know I'm going to probably give you an overload of scripture tonight, but it'll do you good to take it. These are all in your YouVersion uh, app, so you can take this home and you can meditate this stuff. Because Jesus hasn't changed just because he left the planet. You understand that? He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. So, who's left that can change? Us. And and I'm telling you, I've talked to people over the years. I've had people get mad at me. I've had people leave my church because I talk about healing and, and I put the responsibility on us. And because we've lost someone or we have went through a tragedy or we've had a difficulty or we haven't seen the desired result, it's just easier to blame God and it soothes your conscience to blame God, doesn't it? I know that's a little direct, but I, I, think, I think we're living in a time in history where we need truth. <clears throat> okay? Not opinion, not stuff based on circumstance and emotion, but the truth. The Bible says that Jesus, that God, Malachi says, I am the Lord and I do not change. So if he ever was the Lord who heals, even if we don't see it working in our life right now, that's all that means is it's not working in our life, but it's not his, it is not his fault. And I am telling you, I really get stretched with this when people blame God, I really do. When Jesus hung on the cross and he said, it is finished, he meant the new covenant. It is finished. My assignment on the planet, it is finished. I have established this way of life for you, should you choose to accept it. And so I I, I picked this verse 12 to go tell you all about it. Matthew chapter 9, watch this, verse 35. Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues, Preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Here's 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 a real quick difference between the two. <clears throat> Preaching is proclaiming; teaching is explaining. See, it's real good to get, get a good preach on and talk about how awesome Jesus is and brag about him and get him pumped up. But sometimes, you know what? We need to line up online. How does it work in your life when you have symptoms in your body and the doctor's telling you this and you don't see it as you don't see a change yet? How do you apply Jesus's teachings in your life today and see results? Come on. He went about teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. The word gospel means what? Good news. Have any of you in this room ever heard that God put a sickness on somebody to teach him something? Put your hand up if you heard that garbage. Because that's all it is. I know I'm, this half this room, yeah. It's a sad commentary, and it's a misinterpretation of Old Testament wording. God loves you. Parents, how many of you would want to teach your child a lesson with cancer? Oh, See, now all of a sudden, it's ridiculous, isn't it? But because God is sovereign. I know some of y'all choking on this tonight. But we need Truth. Our father loves us so much that he killed his only son to save us, and now he's going to teach you a lesson with a disease? Stop that nonsense. Anyway, he was teaching and preaching the gospel, good news of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people, every one of them. Not one time did Jesus tell somebody that come to him for healing, well, I need to check with the Lord to see if he might be teaching you something. Not one time. Y'all know what the word every means? All of them. Every sickness, every disease. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them Because they were weary and they were scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Sheep having no shepherd. My job as your shepherd (coughs) (coughs) is to teach you and empower you to walk this out. I can't make you do it. I can't make you change. But my job as a shepherd, and Jesus is like, these people are scattered and weary like they don't have one. And he said to his disciples, watch this, the harvest, thank you, Jack. The harvest is plenty, plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. To do what? Now, now put that back up. Go back to the top. Jesus went, all, went about all the cities and villages, teachers in the synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and disease, Then he said, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers to do what? Just the first part? That's what we do, though. We still want to talk about teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, but the rest of this passage, for some reason, because we stepped out and tried it one time and it didn't work, then it it must not have been God's will. Y'all okay? I think now more than any other time in history, we need laborers. Let let, let me just give you some numbers real quick, okay? In the year 1800, now just hang with me, I'll I'll blow through this real quick. But in the year 1800, the world population was 1 billion people. In 1800. In 1900, the world population was 1.6 billion people. In 2000, the world population went from 1.6 to 6 billion. Our current population is right now 7.8 billion people. Our current growth rate on the planet is 80 mi- on an average of 80 million a year. You think we need laborers? You think we might need more laborers today than then? Yes, we need laborers on the planet right now. On average, the, the approximately 2.5 million billion of those 8 billion people are confessed Christians. Yeah, we need laborers. <clears throat> we need laborers to do the work of Jesus, not denominational philosophies, not agendas and promotions, not religious tradition and opinion. We need people that, that, will, that are willing to step, step out and tell people truth in the face of failure. <clears throat> you see throughout the Bible, the, the, the disciples, they failed miserably repeatedly. And Jesus didn't say, well, you know, that was, that's just something me and God did. I knew you couldn't do it. I don't even know why I told you to try. Yeah. You don't see that kind of stuff. <clears throat> see, Jesus still needs us to go out. And here's the thing. Solomon makes this statement in the book of Ecclesiastes, the end of a thing is better than the beginning of a thing. I mean, you think about this for a second. Um, You know, if you're a, let's say Jack, he he builds, he's a master carpenter, but probably there was a time in Jack's life when he wasn't master carpenter, he was just carpenter, Right? <clears throat> but after you do it a few years, you get better. Hey guys, as, a, as the body of Christ, the, the closer we walk with Jesus, we should be doing it better. Huh? <clears throat> and contrary to popular religious beliefs, if it was just all about God doing something then when why why would the Holy Spirit lead Jesus to tell us to pray to send out workers to go do what He taught them, huh? See, you got to keep in mind exactly what Jesus was doing. He was teaching Matthew nine. He was teaching and preaching, teaching and preaching. See, and, and we don't we don't we don't struggle with that today. We still we still good at teaching and preaching, but it's that other it's that other part because. In our frail humanity, we try it, and then we don't see an automatic result, and then we begin to do what? We question ourselves. We question God. Is it for today? Then we, we begin to entertain opinion. and See, if we honestly believe that the Bible is God's word, how many of you believe the Bible is God's word? Yeah. If we honestly believe that, That it is the Christian's foundation for truth. That God's word, it literally is the lamp unto our feet, the light unto our path. If God's word is forever settled in heaven, and we're supposed to pray that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If God never changes and his word is truth, at what point did the commission for the first disciples and disciples for today change? It didn't change, Chad. You're right. Never It hasn't changed. Our job is to sit at the feet of Jesus long enough. Here's the problem. Uh, We have so much other stuff going on. Hmm? Right? See, I I believe that Jesus, you know, he he knew right where we were going to be today on the planet during this time. and and, And the thing that we have to understand is it's our job to talk about it. I think this has been the biggest the biggest i don't want to say failure because i don't believe that's the case but i believe we have reduced the, the whole gospel message down to just teaching and preaching and we have left this part of it out we don't talk about it enough huh see come on let me let me have that one statement right there come on up there we go see the thing that jesus began to do and teach began to do and teach see see the, the reason that physical healing is not part of the gospel message today is Is because we just don't talk about it enough That it's a reality I know we've all lost loved ones My mom lives in heaven today Because of cancer And she should not be there She should be here watching her boy Was it God's fault? Absolutely not Was it God's will? I say this with all the love and respect He didn't need another angel in his choir First of all We are Heirs of God, not angels. That's why in the book of Hebrews, an angel talking to God said, what is, this, what is this man that you are mindful of him? You made him like you. We will judge angels. So he's not going to turn you into one to bring you home to heaven early. The Bible says that death is the last enemy, enemy, that will be defeated. God doesn't, he doesn't need to use the tools of the devil. If God and the devil are working together, we in some trouble. <laughs> I'm just telling you that right now. Huh? See, wh- so you have to ask, why do we have such a struggle with healing today? You think about it? You know, I mean, to this day, right, I, I still battle with allergies right now. And I shouldn't. And it's, but I, it is not God's fault. I haven't gotten to the place where I've, 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 I've grown enough. You, you, know, you know the principle of the seed of the sower, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold? You see, guys, we watch Jesus and we step out and try it and we think we're gonna be like Jesus just because we're born again. You're so cute. <laughs> it's gonna take some, listen, it's gonna take some training. It's gonna take, see, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't build like Jack if I had to. I love to play guitar, but I can't play guitar like Connor, like BJ, because I don't put in the work. Not out of some legalistic religious work, you have to be developed. That's why the whole gospel, the whole story of the the, the seed of the sower, you know, you get those different levels of seed that's sown in you. And then some people may, you may be operating at a 30 fold, a 30% right now. Jesus operated in the fullness of it. He's Jesus, all right? But he tells us, he tells us that we are the image, he is the image that we are to measure up to. And Paul writes in Corinthians that as we behold him, we are transformed into the same image as him. So we are expected to be like him, but you're not going to be like him watching YouTube shows and news. The news media has one agenda, and that's to spin our nation out of control. And it's all driven by Satan. Because if he can keep us divided, a house divided will not stand. And you know who's going to bring it together? One group. One group. Because in the, in, the, in the body of Christ, God doesn't see Jew or Greek, slave or free. He doesn't see black or white. He sees born again, new creation. And so our job is to stay with him until some transformation takes place. And so maybe you are operating at a 30-fold of of the fullness of God. And you're believing for healing or you pray for somebody for healing and you don't see a result right away. Most of the time what we do is we kill our own work with our own words. I tried that healing stuff and it didn't work. I say, I submit to you, it did work and you gave up on it. Because it was only operating at a 30-fold. Some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. Y'all okay? <clears throat> but here's the thing. And according to Isaiah, the prophet, and the apostle Paul, faith for any subject, faith, say faith. <clears throat> faith for any subject only comes from hearing the word of God on that subject. So if you want faith and revelation for healing, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. See that where, where I come from, uh, Parker. He's he's out there at Raymer right now, but they have healing school. Well, that's kind of weird. Well, you know, if, if, with that atti- attitude, you, you may as well not even go. Hmm? Healing school, and all they do is talk about healing. Talk about healing. I was listening to one of one of. Uh, my mentors uh, used to be one of my teachers at Ramah, and, and he, he headed up the whole department for healing school. He was, he was basically Brother Hagin's son in the spirit. And uh, he, tells, he tells these incredible stories But this one guy. Because what, what, what would happen out there is the hospital, when they can't do anything else with them, when they're going to die, they send them to healing school. <laughs> what, if the, what if the church globally had this revelation? Huh? But but we, we, we freak out. Oh, they got the C word. And, and well, it used to be cancer, now it's cold. <laughs> and everybody just panics because of fear, because it is a demonic-driven agenda. It is fear-based. I'm not saying, listen to me, I am not saying a virus doesn't exist. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying when it is fear driven, there is, you you better get a shot. You better get something because you obviously are not believing God. And until we talk about it enough till faith rises and we actually believe this stuff. We believe Psalm 91. We believe that God will not allow it to come near our dwelling. And even if it was to, if you, if, if you did get in contact with somebody, his healing power is working in you. <clears throat> see I, I believe this is what needs to happen for change to take place in the body of Christ is we got to talk about it yeah. not just teach and preach the gospel healing is part of the gospel healing is part of, healing is part of the gospel it's kind of you all know what the law of displacement is Okay, well, the law of displacement is this. It's basically you can't have two things in the same place, you know. So it's kind of like if, <clears throat> let's, let's say this was a, a jar of milk. And I drank all of it but about this much. And then I set, I set this under the sink and turn water on and run it, run water into it. At first, it's just milky water, isn't it? But, but the more the water runs into it, the more the law of displacement takes place, that water gets clearer and clearer and clearer until all of a sudden there is no more milk, there is no more film, in. it's just clear water. Why? Because you just sat under the spout long enough for the water to wash out all the other stuff. That's the washing of the water of the Word of God that will change your life. But most of us... Will, you know what we do? We get a little nugget on a Wednesday night, and then we go right back to CBS and NBC and HBO and Sports Center and drama and work and, why is all this happening to me? We do. And you do not transform that way. You don't. You have to sit at the feet of Jesus long enough for him to teach you something. All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 10. Y'all okay? All right, verse 1, when he called his disciples to him, <clears throat> he gave them power over unclean spirits. Let me ask you something. If you ever noticed, Derek, I know you. we talk about this stuff. Derek is one of my theologian buddies. We like to talk the word. You ever, you ever watch how often they talk about and deal with unclean spirits and demons? Huh? I mean, it's... It's a nonstop thing. Now, when I, I, I bring this up cautiously because there, are, there is the camp where everything's a demon. Everything's not a demon, y'all. You're a teenager, not a demon, all right? The, that's not it. You have to have some discernment in your spirit. I know some people think, well, I got, I've got the gift of discernment. No, 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 you don't. The Holy Spirit will let you know those things. That's, that's that's his oppor- That's his role, the, the gift. huh? And so he gave them power over unclean spirits. I, do, do you all have power over unclean spirits today? Yes. A couple of you know that? Yeah. I, I had a lady, this was years ago, and uh, I mean, I probably, I don't, I mean, I may have been a pastor a year. And she calls Tracy first, you know, that's how most of y'all do when you can't get me, you go through Tracy to get me. <laughs> I was just a little... Humor there. <laughs> and so this lady, I'm on the phone with her, and she's at this apartment with this, quote, friend of hers that's got a demon. And first of all, I'm kind of freaked out a little bit because I'm like, <laughs> I've never seen a demon, never dealt with a demon, never had a conversation with a demon. I'm like, but I remember what Brother Hagan taught us. And so I asked her, I said, uh, are you in the room with her right now? Yeah. Is she acting like she's got a demon? No. I said this, you don't have a demon. Because any time blood-bought, blood-washed shows up, a demon can't help but freak out. Here's the other thing. If you're ever wondering if it is, it's not. The Holy Spirit won't leave you hanging on stuff like this. He won't. Guys, I'm not listening. He won't. So don't get weird. Ooh, I wonder if that's, I wonder if they got a demon. They don't. You'll, you'll know. You will. I promise you, if you ever encounter it, you will know. Hmm? Every time Jesus showed up, they would like, why have you come? Is it, is it our time? It's not our time to be judged yet. I know who you are, son of God. You with me? He gave him power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Slide down to verse 7. Watch this. Now he's talking to the 12, and he says this. Now as you go. As who goes? Disciples. Don't say the 12 because there are too many people that teach the 12 was a special group. Where is the special group scripture at? I know I'm giving air quotes. I got that from Amanda. She air quotes me all the time. Where, where's the 12, the, the special dirty dozen scripture at? Where, where's that at? There is no such thing. They were the first ones. That said yes. If you follow the gospel, not only was the 12 doing the things of of God and Jesus, later on in Luke, you see that there was another group, the 70 did the same stuff. And then you go through the book of Acts and all the way through the book of Acts, they are all doing it. If it was just for Jesus this time in the 12, it should have stopped. There should have been a scripture that said, I just wanted to give you this, give I just wanted to give this special group this special power to get the church launched. But according to Solomon, The end of a thing is better than the beginning. I'm going to be talking about the former and the latter rain on Sunday. You don't want to miss it because we're at the end of a thing, and it's about to get better. It's about to get good. Huh? He said, so as you go, preach, saying, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you've received, freely give. Freely, freely give to who? The special group? Why would he have told them to go out and teach it and preach it and freely give it if it was only for a select group? See? In verse 25 of that same chapter, he says this. It's enough that a disciple should be like his teacher. Jesus said that. That, his, that you, you should be, you today 2020, you should be like your teacher. Now, I am your teacher, but I'm not saying you should be like me. You need to look past me and see Jesus. I'm just a mouthpiece that that he kind of inspires. I could be talking about one thing in in Matthew chapter 10. He he can get up in your living room and deal with you about what's going on in your life. That's how the Holy Spirit works. It's it's enough. A disciple should should be like his teacher. In Luke, Jesus said, a disciple, when he is... Fully trained. Say fully trained. trained. A disciple, when he's fully trained, will be like his teacher. See, once again, guys, I I know we want convenience and we want easy. But, you know, Jesus did. He made the easy part for us. Believe in him and you will be saved. Right? After that, it's up to us to follow. To follow. Hmm? And the closer we follow right? That's why you have the 12. Then you have the three. Matthew, I mean, uh, uh, Peter, James, and John, those three guys, they said more, they did more with Jesus than the, the rest. And then out of the three, you had the one that, Je- that he says about himself that Jesus loved. Huh? There were three different groups of relationships going on there. See, that's the thing. According to what Jesus was teaching us, and here's the thing, you think about this. When you go to Mark's gospel and you look at the, uh, in Mark chapter 16 in the Great Commission, Mark's version of the Great Commission, he says that laying hands on sick people is part of the Great Commission. We are supposed to do it. That's why James says, writing to the New Testament church, is there, is there any sick among you? I wonder why he asked the question. Because in our day today, we wouldn't ask, is there any sick? Call the sick because they're sick but for some reason James asked because I submit to you I don't believe there were that many going on in there if you got James the brother of Jesus as the pastor of your church he's probably rocking a little bit of the gospel oh you got some sickness don't get too close because I'm gonna hit you I'm gonna put hand I'm gonna put some hands on you come on we don't think that way in today's church because we haven't talked about it enough we haven't been taught this stuff enough And we've allowed opinion and tradition and circumstances and everything else to to dictate this. You see, guys, a major key in us moving higher in this is we have to go from an informational approach to the Word of God to a transformational approach, to a spiritual faith approach. God, I believe your Word is true no matter what I see, no matter what I feel. We have to get to the place if we don't, even if we don't walk in it. Paul said, you know, for me to stick around here is better for you. But for me to leave and go to heaven is better for me. He was talking about dying. He said, I'm, actually, it's, it's still, I haven't gotten enough insight on this. It still kind of boggles my mind. But Paul was juggling. He said, I'm torn between the two. Rodney, I don't know which one I want yet. I mean, really, for, I mean, I would like to go on. But I know he's going to keep me here for you. That's, Paul, that's what Paul's saying. See, we have to come to the place. So one of the things I want you to do tonight is these scriptures that we've given you in your U-Version app. instead of going home and flopping down in front of the recliner, I want you to leave your TV <laughs> the Lord just dropped something in my heart. Some of you all need to fast your TV. Fast your TV. Now, I know some of you, you'd be jonesing on that. You'd be like, you got the shakes. Bro. <laughs> Where's the remote? <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> I haven't seen TV in a day. Why? Watch Ephesians 4. Y'all okay? Ephesians 4, verse 23. Paul says that we are to be made new in the attitude. Say attitude. We're to be made new in the attitude of our mind and put on our new self, watch this, created to be like God. What the world? See, if we're created to be like God, I I submit to you, we need to start acting like it. Huh? You see, here's the thing. Like we was talking about a while ago with B.J. I don't know, y'all, BJ always plays piano, but the dude can melt a guitar. He can melt your face with a solo. My face is melting. (laughs) It's from a movie, it's, don't (laughs) But if you were to bring the two of us up here, and I'm I'm, gonna, you understand, I play guitar, but mm mm-mm, you'd be like, can you turn, Dwayne, can you turn him off? Because I'm not at that level. God didn't wave a magic wand over him. He didn't get dunked in some special anointing oil to come out. None of that. He puts the work in, not out of some legalistic thing, because it's a passion of his. Are you passionate about Jesus? Come on, baby, he was. That's what we, I'm telling you guys, this is what God is looking for in, in the church today is a group of people that will rise up Uh, uh, Some of y'all probably never heard of the gentleman His name is Smith Wigglesworth But some of these patriarchs of old, man they, They did incredible, incredible things for God And it is absolute foolishness For people in the body of Christ To discriminate and say that it's not for today These people have documented things But Jack, you remember the story When Lester Summerall showed up at his house one day And he had a newspaper in his hand Wigglesworth said, you can come in, but that garbage in your hand can't. A newspaper, and this is back in what, the 30s? Yeah. No, it's probably later than that, wasn't it? Okay. Wouldn't let a newspaper come in his house. He said, only one thing's in this house. Now, I know some of y'all choking on that right now. Like, yeah, but I got a life, man. I know, but Jesus wants you to have a life. He died so you could have a life. And, and you think, yeah, but there won't be any fun in that. Listen, you, you see a crippled person get up? You ain't had fun. Come on. That symptom you've been fighting? Huh? See, guys, are you going to be willing to not only grow stronger in your faith, watch this, but stay in it until? See, I was, I was going to tell you a story earlier about Brother Keith Moore at healing school. This gentleman, he came in. The hospital had given him up to die. He's on a ventilating machine. They, they bring him in. He can't even sit up in a chair. And you can hear him breathing in the whole room. It's a room probably half the size of this one. And you can hear him breathing. And he's just sitting there. He can't do anything, can't say anything. And he's just listening to what, just like what I'm talking about tonight. We're talking about healing. And so they take him home, they bring him back the next, what, next day, take him home, bring him back the next day, take him home, bring him back the next day, next day he comes in, no more ventilator machine. Now, he's not healed, he, he still can't walk, he still can't hardly talk, no more ventilator machine. Come on, y'all, Listen, I know, we, want, we, want, we want Jesus instant stuff, you're not Jesus, come on. I mean, I, we, we, I'm not saying we can't grow to that, but we're not that. So let's, let's work with where we're at. Set under, this dude. set under, he's set under. A, a few more days go by, the next thing you know, Keith is telling the story, he said, all of a sudden the dude's amen, and Brother Keith, yeah. Now he's talking, he's sitting up straight in his chair. A few more, few more days, he's gone. Doesn't come back, healed. Hospital gave him up to die. Wow. Guys, th- <laughs> listen to this. <clears throat> the Apostle Peter says this. God shows no partiality, no bias, no favoritism to anyone. Listen to Acts chapter 10 out of the message. <clears throat> now, Peter has just got through preaching at Cornelius' house. Y'all remember the story of the vision where uh, Peter's on the roof, and the guys come and get Peter, and he says, if, God says, whatever I call clean is clean. And so he's going, Peter's going to some heathen's house because God sent him because Cornelius has been praying. And so he's there, and he's preaching, and Peter says this, He's uh, fairly exploded with his good news. It's God's own truth. Nothing could be plainer. God plays no favorites. It makes no difference who you are or where you are from. If you want God and you are ready to do as he says, the door is open huh if you want god to be your healer then l- listen you need to listen to some of this you need to get some books on healing you need to find scripture we have a card that we designed that has nothing but healing on it i got one on my refrigerator i speak it over my body every day and i still haven't seen all the results that i want to yet and so do i ever stand in my, front my in front of my refrigerator and say god i, I don't know why this isn't working no I do not give place to that because fresh water and salt water cannot come out of the same mouth. Yeah. Hebrews makes it very clear. Hebrews makes it very clear. Anyone who comes to God must believe. Say must. Not a suggestion. You got to believe it. Huh? You got to believe it. You have to believe that God is a healer. You have to believe it. Not just have an eye. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's true. No, that's not believing. Huh? See, according to Romans, the only way to change what you believe is to change what you think. If healing is according to our faith, if healing is according to what we actually believe, then can we believe any way we want to? Let me ask you this. Can you get saved, born again, believe in any way you want to? You can't, can you? No. You have to believe a certain thing. Let me take it a step further. You actually have to do a certain thing. So what has influenced us to think that healing is any different? you got to believe a certain way when it comes to healing. Now, I know there are gifts of healing. There are workings of miracles. I know those take place, but most of the time, that's not in this house. That's out there with people that don't know God out in the world. For us, God's kids, he wants us walking this out. Huh? Remember, knowing Jesus is the healer and believing Jesus is the healer, not the same thing. Huh? Not the same thing. In Matthew chapter 8, the leper was there. Luke says that the, this guy was full of leprosy. And he comes up to Jesus and he says this. Lord, I know you can. This is the famous unbelieving prayer that millions of Christians play, pray. If you will. I cannot t- tell you the number of people. Lord, if it be your will, heal so and so. No. Healing is God's will. How do I know? Because the leper came to Jesus and he said, Lord, I know you can if you will. And Jesus said, Well, hold on, son. No, what did he say, y'all? I will. Now, remember, Peter just said that God chose favoritism to nobody. And if Jesus said, I will heal you, leper, I will heal anybody that comes to me for healing. As a matter of fact, all you got to do is go back and follow Jesus through the Gospels 100%. 100%. He has a perfect record. Everyone that went to Jesus for healing got healing. Now, he didn't heal everybody. He didn't. The Bible says in his own hometown there, he could do no mighty works because of their healing unbelief but everybody that came to Jesus for healing they got healing they got healing what's up with that today has Jesus changed let me tell you what's up with it Jesus lives in heaven today and he left us to finish what he started so when somebody comes for you for healing now you're not the healer you understand you're not the healer but the healer flows through you you you, got to get this you all but if you way over here and the healer's over there and you're just going to get a little nugget of healing on Sunday, and, and you mm-mm, not going to work like that. You got to stay with him. huh? See, I believe that's the question we need to ask ourselves today. Do we honestly believe that Jesus still heals? Hmm? Or, are, Derek, are we waiting on a confirmation to prove that first? See, that's not belief. That, you need to see something to confirm a belief. You don't need a belief if you see it. I don't need to believe that you're here. You're, you're here. Dave, I see you. I don't need to believe you're here. You're here. Hmm? So, we're going to spend some time on this for the next few Wednesday nights. And I, 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 can, I, I know I continually, repeatedly drive this home because I know that we know people that struggle with symptoms. Huh? I know we know people that have, we have lost loved ones and people struggle. You, you know what's really interesting? We don't ever hear anybody criticizing the doctor when they lose a patient. You ever thought about that? They don't get it. They, they, they don't. They don't. Uh, you know, I, I tried that doctor stuff one time. and It didn't work. You'll you'll never hear that. And we, we'll go to people we don't even know because they're a specialist, and we'll take some of the most awful, god awful drugs, and it'll destroy our. But, but he said, "Do it. It'll help," and we'll do it. I'm giving us a, a, a solution that is. Forever settled in heaven. That will work. But we got to learn to walk it out. All things are possible to him that memorizes some scripture. That attends a couple of church services. All things are possible to him that believes. So we're going to talk about this. And then we're going to talk about it. And then we're going to talk about it. And it's going to get in your spirit. And then you're going to be talking to about it you at your supper table. In the break room. You're going to talk about it. And then one day one of your co-workers is going to say, man, I got something going on. Radar just going. I got this, man. My, Jesus, this is my first one. Here we go. And you, See, you got, you got to get excited about this stuff. Are you here? All right, listen, let me get you out of here. I know my children's church workers are like, where is he at? <laughs> if you have your offering on the way out, you can drop it in the box. You can go to our church center app. I know many of you are participating with that now with, with the, the changes that we've had to make. So thank you for your faithfulness and your giving. I want to pray over your giving, and then I want to pray over you, and then we'll get you out of here. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for every person that supports the ministry, that honors you by returning finances that you lead them to, to support the work of the kingdom of heaven. So bless the hand of the giver. May all that they put their hand to be blessed in abundance, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Now, Holy Spirit, this subject of healing, my prayer tonight. mm, Thank you, God. You are the healer. Let your healing anointing flow in every person, those watching tonight. Let that healing flow into you. Don't talk negative stuff anymore. Holy Spirit, help us to rise to the occasion to be disciples that finish what you started. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. We love you. See you guys. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.